This is the FS Tech Podcast. Hello and welcome to the FS Tech Podcast. I'm Hannah McGrath, editor of FS Tech, and today we're going to take a look at the ways in which financial services institutions are managing risk in real time. The past year has brought unprecedented disruption for financial services providers and their customers. For many, the pandemic-induced risk landscape has created new challenges for FSIs, including balancing disruption detection, digesting information at the speed it's received from all over the globe, and managing a coordinated response. From local COVID-19 lockdown mandates affecting physical branch locations to cyber criminals targeting financial services providers with data breaches, there are devastating consequences for an organization's reputation and bottom line when crisis response is inadequate. As a result, FSIs have been under pressure to ensure that they have 24-7 visibility of emerging risks so that they can respond swiftly to protect their customers and employees while ensuring operational resilience across their physical and digital presence around the world. So to tackle this challenge, forward-looking FSIs are exploring the potential of real-time alerting platforms which use AI to process billions of data units daily from thousands of public information sources such as social media blogs, information sensors and the deep web, all in real time to alert customers to emerging and sudden threats as they occur. So to explore the impact of these challenges for FSIs and possible solutions, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Helen Sutton, who's Senior Vice President of EMEA and APAC Sales at Dataminer. Welcome to the podcast, Helen. It's great to have you here today. Thank you, Hannah, and I'm thrilled to join you. Brilliant. So I'll just get stuck into our first question, and that is, how has the risk landscape evolved in the past few years for FS providers? And would you say that they've managed to adjust to the new risks? So it's um, clearly a very interesting world that we're living in at the minute. And um, in particular for financial service institutions, um, there are a lot of emerging risks. Things are happening at a much faster pace. And actually for these sorts of organizations in particular, we're seeing the pace of change. It's actually amplifying the the business risks and the operational risks that financial services institutions um, had before. Examples, obviously, moving to online and mobile banking. Pace has just accelerated so much. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to new risks in the pandemic, I guess there is also um, risks to the physical branch estate as well for financial services providers. Um, how has that played in? Yeah, so um, so obviously there's been there's been an awful lot of going on. So um, I mean, if I just sort of stick big picture for a moment before drilling into the physical side of things. I mean, what, what we're seeing is a lot, of, um, a lot of banks, a lot of the insurers, they're really having to figure out how to, how to sort of remove silos from their crisis management, which is clearly in the, the world that we've lived in, to your point on the pandemic recently. Um, we are seeing real-time information being absolutely essential to decision-making as part of that, and the, the whole surface area of risk is clearly um, expanded massively. So, you know, what we're seeing at the breadth is in order to have different parts of an organization coordinate their responses, both to crisis, um, to ensure that their systems stay stable, looking also at consumer protection. Clearly, a lot of the organizations that are going to be listening here are going to be um, consumer facing and sort of physical and cyber are both important. So to ask the specific question then about the physical side of things um, and in particular in, in the pandemic, 
I mean, what we've seen is clearly everybody has had to put their resilience strategies through a lot of tests in the last 18 months. And with the swift evolving situation, um, a lot of the challenges that they have faced is not having had enough information or having the right information at the right time. So the physical side of things, I mean, if we just sort of look at the look at the pandemic and a, a few examples um, and where real time information is so important. So we've seen obviously governments mandate branch closures due to um, non-essential, um, especially in early days of lockdowns. So as you've seen, being able to respond very swiftly to um, knowing if a, a branch is going to be closed, if it's going to be opened up again. Um, and that's just so important for anybody who is regulated, who's got customer facing obligations for um, call centres, for example, managing to making sure they serve all of their consumers and um, in particular vulnerable people. So, you know, knowing what is happening real time has been absolutely important to them. So, um, you know, the physical side of things, standing their branches up, standing them down, knowing, therefore, how to protect, how to guard um, as that's happened. So, yeah, pandemic and, and the physical aspects have been, you know, really, really dynamic. And in that sort of swift changing world, we just need to make sure. And what we've seen with our customers is decision makers just needing real time information in order to make those make those decisions. Absolutely. And, and there's a sort of a, a trend of um, converged security. So bridging the, the physical and the, the digital. How are FS providers using real-time data platforms and alert systems as well to get ahead of physical and cybersecurity risks um, in a joined up fashion? Yeah, it's really interesting. So again, you look at all the different sort of risks and ways that people and our customers and our financial service institutes use, use real-time information. It can be physical, it can be um, reputational risk, it can be crisis managers we've just talked about, business intelligence, supply chain, business logistics, and as you've just suggested, cyber. So um, if, we, if we just think about that, actually there's, um, there's some sort of really interesting stats that we've seen recently. So um, security breaches um, have grown by 67% in the last five years, um, according to Accenture. And financial institutions are in particularly um, being targeted. So um, banks lost an average of 18.4 million US dollars each to cybercrime in 2018, which was an 11% jump from the year before, again, according to Accenture. And that was obviously pre-pandemic. So what we're seeing actually is that some of the more advanced organizations are looking at how can you blend your physical risk management and how you're protecting your physical assets um, with your cyber because they are inevitably becoming much, much more joined up. So we see some uh, companies are now, as they look to improve their overall security posture, they're actually looking at, and there's a, there are different stages. Firstly, you start to communicate between physical and the cyber teams. And then as you get more sophisticated, and we've seen a number of, um, number of the larger banking organizations in particular start to do that. So as you bring that 
those different sources together and those different teams together, ultimately even co-located, which is the ultimate converged security. How do you make sure that they know what's going on? So, um, you know, real-time alerting, um, like obviously unsurprising, now I'm going to mention Data Miner as one uh, of those as the, the leading provider of real-time information. So that sort of information, it's a first line of defense, whether it's physical, whether it's cyber, and um, what our platform, for example, does, we have an artificial intelligence platform, we are literally processing billions of units of public information every day and searching all of those public sources for early indicators of potential risk so that the people that need to make decisions, whether it's physical, whether it's cyber, whether it's other, they don't risk missing the critical information. They get that early warning and they get the alerts that they need in order to make decisions. Absolutely. And, and in the past 12 months, um, obviously, the, the key disruption has has been related to the pandemic. Um, but there are other sort of uh, emerging incidents and risks um, which are which are cropping up all the time and which don't necessarily relate to a public health crisis. Um, you know, you could have a, a public security incident um, or indeed a natural disaster. Um, these are these are questions that financial services organisations are now thinking very seriously about, particularly in the context of climate change. Um, what steps are financial services in institutions taking to ensure operational resilience um, in a wider sense? Yeah, it's um, it's a really broad topic and obviously very hot for, for our customers and people that we speak to. So just to give it a couple of examples, uh, you talk about whether um, customers of ours who are impacted within in recent um, in recent weeks, we've seen impact caused by both earthquakes and extreme weather incidents in various locations and obviously those situations sort of unfold and they're very developing situations so how does an insurer make a decision about how they keep their own staff safe how do they respond to their customers situation how do they get themselves geared up ready for claims and thinking about those risks that are going to change so fast in that sort of scenario um, you're really really going to need to equip the decision makers on the front line with the information as it changes as the situation develops and um, I find it sort of particularly fascinating when I look at um, you know look at a platform like data miner we ingest vast quantities of data from huge variety of data sources whether it's social media weather information sensors um, blogs and various other sources like the deep web but that really helps um, organizations like financial institutes um, sort of keep ahead as to what's unfolding and then that allows them to push the appropriate technology architecture in place for these sort of broader operational risks um, and as they make sure that they get themselves organized and get the right talent in place that will help them figure out what do they need in order to support themselves and their customers what skills do they need what does the overall response and risk framework look like so you know sort of final comment on the broader operational risk side of things um, what what i've seen really is that uh, these days the responsibility for any leader of a function anybody senior you have to be driving innovation around your process so if you're not and uh, making sure that you can respond to risks and have the appropriate technology um, in order to help you adapt to that you're not going to be able to ensure the the resilience that that your organization needs 
Absolutely, yes. And so some key challenges there for senior leaders. And there's also a requirement for senior leaders to be looking ahead. It's not just innovation for now, it's, it's looking at um, the emerging risks that are coming down the line and being able to um, ensure that your, uh, your staff and your customers um, you know, are protected from, from those risks and that you try and mitigate those risks. Um, and, and that leads nicely onto our next question, which is about in a fast evolving business and threat landscape, what in your view is the future of enterprise risk for FSIs, so across the business? Yeah, so um, it's a really broad question. Um, you know, the future of enterprise risk, there's there's so much that is going on. So, you know, if you permit me to sort of just, just reel on to the, the one area that I'm obviously very, very intensely involved in, if we just speak, for example, about real-time public data, we've just talked about the the different ways that you can get information. So uh, a really interesting piece of uh, data point for you, Hannah, uh, about 95% of the 150,000 or so data sources that integrate into our platform did not even exist in 2009. And, and that's just, you know, that's quite extraordinary when you think about how that, you know, what, what's changed in the world in that last um, 11 years. So with that, you can just begin to imagine that you know, what's going to happen in the next 10 or 11 years, you know, public data sets, um, different social platforms, things will just look so different. So the way that we see things changing, um, we, we just want to make sure that organisations, banks, insurers, all financial um, institutions get the right information at the right time. We've been at the forefront um, of real-time event detection. Things will continue to happen to them. And, you know, we'd love to be able to help people but yeah, the, the world is changing and that makes it that makes it really exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously there are there are risks um, on the horizon, but it's it's a question of um, adaptability and flexibility, being able to um, spot and detect those risks, but also to be able to respond and react in a way um, that that sort of ensures operational resilience and and means that um, banks and insurers can continue functioning uh, normally um, or as normally as possible, um, given those risks. Um, so that's that's fantastic. And unfortunately, we've, we've come to time now. But if our listeners want to learn more about Data Miner, um, where can we send them? So we'd, uh, we'd love to hear from any of your listeners, Hannah, um, anytime, obviously. Um, and the best source of information is, um, is our website, dataminer.com. Brilliant. And, and there are more links to industry-specific microsites from Data Miner, which can be found at the bottom of the page if you're listening to this podcast on the FS Tech website. Uh, and if you're not and you're listening on another channel, please just visit the FS Tech website uh, and you should be able to access them from there. Uh, thanks so much for your time today, Helen. Uh, it's been fantastic speaking to you and we look forward to welcoming you onto a future FS Tech podcast. Great. Thanks for having me, Hannah. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.